Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 141 of One Before I Die. Hopefully, everybody had a great 4th of July weekend, a nice long weekend. We are coming at you live on Wednesday this week due to the holiday. So hopefully, everybody enjoyed some time off, um, was able to hang out with some friends, family, and enjoy a nice long holiday. Um, but we are back, another episode, and we roll right along. So Ethan, uh, before we get into this episode, how you doing over there? How was your weekend? Hopefully, uh, you know you enjoyed some time off over in Chicago, or I guess you were up in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, I was up in Wisconsin for the fourth. Uh, had a great weekend, nice, nice day on or nice weekend on the lake. Yeah, but you know, excited to talk some draft. Excited <clears> to talk some Sabers here. We got the NHL draft coming up on Thursday, and then next week we got NHL free agency starting. So. At least have a couple couple weeks here in the middle of summer where we we got some sabers to talk about, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll get right into it here. Um, like Ethan said, we will be talking mainly hockey this episode as the draft coming up and then free agency coming up, kind of back to back weeks. Um, and then to go along with that, this past week actually the Sabers did announce a signing of a guy that was in question that we actually talked about last week a little bit. Um, you know, you don't have to be too smart to f- find out who I'm talking about is Craig Anderson. So we'll get into that signing as well. Um, and then just kind of some rumors that were swirling about the Sabres over this past week as the draft approaches, as free agency approaches, we know they have a lot of draft capital, especially in the first round. I've been seeing a lot of stuff online about maybe teams trying to get back in the first round that don't have first round picks. So, you know, the Sabres have three, who knows what Kevin Adams is going to do with those. Um, but before we do start, I just, I just did want to give a shout out to Mike Greer also former Sabre, and he was signed on as the San Jose Sharks GM. So he's the first actually black GM in NHL uh, history, league history. So quick shout out to Mike Greer. Um, But yeah, let's dive right into it. And I think we'll start maybe right, you know, right off the bat with Craig Anderson being signed this past week. Um, The goalie talk has been a big hot topic in, in Buffalo Sabres talk over the past, I guess, season, right? It's, you know, it's something that we've talked about a lot. We talked about it last episode, trying to figure out what the Sabres are going to do at the goaltending position uh, due to its struggles over the past year or two. Um, and so they did make it official. They did sign Craig Anderson this past week to a one-year deal. I believe his deal was a little bit over a million dollars on the cap this year. And it answers some questions, I think, for Sabres fans. Um, you know, last episode, we talked kind of in-depthly uh, out of nowhere about what we thought on the Sabres goalie situation. Um, and personally, I... You know, last week I said the same thing. You know, I wanted Craig Anderson back. And I think a lot of Sabres fans out there are fine with it if the Sabres do something else with the with the goalie position as well to kind of to get another tandem in there with Anderson. Um, you know, I made it kind of clear last week I'm going to stick to my guns that I'm fine that I wanted Anderson back. I'm fine with Anderson and UPL this year um, as, the, as the goalie tandem in Buffalo. And, you know, whether, you know, other fans – are okay with Anderson and want someone else with them besides UPL. I think for the majority of Sabres fans, they were fine with getting Anderson back, uh, especially the way that he played this past year when he was healthy. Um, surprisingly played pretty good, I thought. And and to me, I saw this deal, a one-year deal. You know he doesn't have much left. Get him on the books. To me, it's the Sabres have one more year of kind of getting everything sorted out, and then they go and they want to make their big move. So Anderson back for a year, to me, is is the perfect kind of filler for a year before we really go and start making big moves. I like the move and, you know, Anderson's comfortable in that locker room too, which is a big thing for me. So that's where I'm at at Anderson. I don't know if you have anything else um, in terms of, you know, if you're one of the, you know, maybe in the boat where they still need to do something else with the goalie position or, or where you're at. But I, I like bringing Anderson back and I'm glad that he wanted to come back. Cause I mean, we kind of knew that the Sabres were 
you know, interested in bringing him back. It was mainly on Anderson's shoulders on if you wanted to, you know, keep playing hockey or not. So looks like he's at least going to run back for one year year and, and, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I think we, I think you're a little bit more high on Anderson coming back than I was. I mean, yeah, one more year with Anderson, I guess it's a good thing. Uh, we talked about it last week. If they didn't sign Anderson, they're going to have to sign another free agent. Uh, they have a lot of young goalies in the pipeline. Um, when Anderson played last year, he was good. I thought he stepped up. You know, he he was steady, rock solid. But that was the big question: is that he's gonna he's gonna get injured? You know, you know that for a fact. And I've, I'm not confident that he's gonna stay healthy this upcoming year as well. Um, he's what 40, 41, 42 years old. I mean, he is on his last leg. Um, he's good for the locker room for sure. It's a very young team. So having a guy like him that's been around the block in the league is definitely good for the locker room. But I still think that there's another move to be made in that goaltending room for this year. I mean, I, I still don't feel confident with going in with Anderson and UPL as your one and two with the injury history of both of those guys. I mean, neither of those guys have been able to stay healthy. And what you have in the minors isn't looking great right now either. So I know that you made the point that it doesn't really matter because this team isn't going to make the playoffs anyway this upcoming year. So you're like, who cares? That's why you're, that was your big argument. I think last podcast on why you didn't want to go sign a Jack Campbell or a Russo for multi-year big deal, which I agreed with, but I was of the opinion that I was willing to shell out high AAV for a one or two year deal for for one of those guys just to kind of bridge the gap between a Levi or Pertillo or, you know, just to see what UPL has in store here. But I don't know. I still think we're going to talk about this later as well. Uh, I believe Lance Lukowski, or I don't know how to say his last name reported that the Sabres are out on Jack Campbell because he is looking for a multi-year agreement. Doesn't sound like Kevin Adams is willing to take that on, which I'm fine with because that was my take as well. And I think you were on board there too, that we didn't want to sign a Jack Campbell for, you know, a five or six year contract. He hasn't proven enough to me. Which um, I think a lot of the goalies out there too are going to want those long-term deals. Right. So it might be, it might be hard for us to, to sign that sign a goalie to a one or two year deal. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that I think the Sabres are going to be more competitive than maybe you think they're going to be. Uh, just not based on, not not based on where I think they're going to be, but where I think where the competition for those last couple playoff spots is going to be. I don't think, like I mentioned, I keep mentioning, I don't think those you know wild card teams are going to be as good as they were last year compared to where the Sabers are now. So, I I would just hate for goaltending to be the the thing that holds this team back again, um, because I mean we haven't had consistent goaltending for ages now. And it's been a question mark ever since, you know, Ryan Miller has left basically. So let me, let me ask you this just as a hypothetical question. <clears throat> if, if you're guaranteed that UPL and Anderson don't get hurt all year, which I agree that is a probably one of them at least is going to get hurt, but say you just as a hypothetical, you're guaranteed that neither of them get hurt. Would you be okay with that one, two tandem? Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because even when healthy UPL has looked great at some times when he played for the Sabres, but then, 
other times when he's even playing in the American League, he's looked terrible. Yeah, but he's looked better as in the NHL than the AHL, which is like happens with some guys. Yeah, but I don't know. That's that's weird. I know goalies are weird, so it's it's kind of hard to predict. But I just I haven't seen the consistency yet from UPL. I've seen potential, but I haven't seen the consistency. So I think there's a big question mark with him. I mean, this like he I've also been hasn't got he also hasn't gotten the chance to really show consistency either because when he well because he's been hurt he got hurt and then they didn't bring him back up once he was healthy and he did finish the year out in, in Rochester. But just answer the question. So you you're saying no if if they're if they're guaranteed to neither. No, can, I just I just don't think UPL has shown consistency yet, and he could prove me wrong. Obviously, this year because you're right. I mean, I guess he hasn't really gotten a fair shake in Buffalo. Um, hopefully he does this year and we can see what he has. And then Anderson, I think he, I don't think Anderson's getting better. And I, if anything, I think he's, he's going to be a step below of what he was last year, just due to age and coming off an injury. So I, I think, I think the goaltending is going to be a problem this year. If those are your two guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to rehash, I guess what we kind of went over last week, but just for final touching points on this goalie situation, I guess is, I think where you're like, maybe you and I maybe are disagreeing or like, maybe you're not really seeing my point of view of it is I think the Sabres will be better this year and compared to where they were last year, but we're but like, look at their season last year. They were still very, very far out of the playoffs. So I think that's what maybe some people are seeing is that, you know, that improvement towards the end of the season and, and, and knowing that they're going to be better next year, which I think they are going to be better next year. They really built on something, but they still weren't, they were a bad, like, you know, they were a bad team still last year. So I think they can drastically improve and still not really be in the playoff race. And I know you always relate it back to a lot of other teams are getting worse. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily on that same page with you. I think the Caps and the Penguins and the Bruins are all do stuff this offseason to make them um, at the same level that they are because I know that they, they know that where they're at. They know that their windows are, I'll agree that they are closing, but I think they still have life in the tank. And I think they'll have to do something about that to get it going. I know Caps have been rumored about Kadri signing there. Like, I think they have like, I think these teams will go after some of these veteran guys that are coming off, you know, deals um, to try to make one last stab at it. So the Sabres are going to improve, but that doesn't mean other teams aren't going to improve either. That's just where I'm at. I just think that we maybe are a little bit farther off than a lot of Sabres fans want to hope for. Um, And so I think we can drastically improve and still be, you know, 10 points out of the playoffs, which I still think would be in in a successful season. Um, So that's where I'm at. If Anderson and UPL, you know, I do agree you have to maybe do something else in terms of maybe more depth because those guys will get injured. But if they don't get injured, I'll, I'll ask myself my own hypothetical. If we were guaranteed neither of those guys to get injured, I'd be 100% fine with UPL and Anderson in Buffalo next year as the goalie tandem. Um, I trust both of them. I, you still need to see what you have in UPL. Like we, like we still just need to give this guy a chance regardless. And yes, his injury history has really stalled him from doing that, but you know, he when he got back healthy last year, I thought you should have called him up too, and they never did that. Um, yeah, so I guess no, we'll see. But that's my final is, thoughts. If you have anything else, you know, to kind of round it out here. The the thing that I, I mean, I agree with basically what you said there. Maybe I'm a little bit more hopeful than you. My point is that I agree I'm that I'm trying think, to take in as patient as well. I'm trying to take a different approach that I have in years past, where I I think I've almost been the one where. You know, when we made our O'Reilly trade back in the day, I, w- I was always the one, you know, once yeah. we made all these moves that I was like, hey, we're here now. We're, we're ready for it. I'm trying to take the patient approach this time because that hasn't worked in the past for me. And so I'm trying to take a look at it from a different perspective and just kind of really like, you know, prepare myself for what the Sabres are going to do in the years to come and to make sure that I'm not jumping the gun and getting frustrated every year like I have been in the past. 
Yeah. And maybe, and I think maybe I'm a little, being a little too hopeful, which is a little uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic for me. Cause I think I'm always a little bit more pessimistic than you traditionally when it comes to the Sabres and bills or whatnot. But I would just hate because I, I agree that I think, you know, finishing 10 points out of a playoff spot is probably a good prediction for the Sabres this year, but I would, I would just hate and I'd be kicking myself or if those, if those 10 points were because of goaltending, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you could have signed someone and maybe, and I, you're probably right that a lot of these guys aren't going to go for a one or two year deal, even if the, you know, salary is high just because they want to have the job security. But it just would suck to know that if we had a goalie that, you know, if both these guys get hurt for a stretch of, you know, five or six games where you, you go on a five or six game losing streak that, you know, if, if we had a goalie in there that could have stole a couple games for us, we could be in the playoffs. That's my point. Right. I'm just like, maybe I'm a, I'm a season away, but I'm, I'm going into this mindset where like, I, I have this feeling that this season for the Sabres is going to be um, 2017 for the Bills where, you know, like the drought breaking season where the team's not perfect. Um, but they're yeah, kind but of, that, at, they're kind of like at a changing in the guard regime moment. It was 2017, uh, like Tyrod year when, yeah, when they, when they snuck into the playoffs to break the drought, that's not, I don't see, I don't think that's like a great comparison though, because like that, like I'm hoping that the Sabres have kind of their core right here. Like Allen wasn't even on the team yet for that. But my point is that, I think it's a little different going from football to like football to hockey. That's a tough comparison because the quarterback is such a big player there, but like the Sabres don't have their goalie yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still mm-hmm. think it's like the Sabres yeah, are still that big, one big player away. They're still. a big piece away, Yeah, but they have a lot of like foundational pieces there. Like this Bill's defense that year was nasty, right? Like the Sabres, mm-hmm. Sabres got a lot of scoring right now. So like, I think they have a lot of young, you know, puck moving defensemen like they have a lot of these pieces that are you know get you into the playoffs they have a new coaching staff a new general manager to build like that's building this team around you know like when bean and mcdermott came in like bean he was wheeling and dealing trades left and right he traded away like all these big players like watkins he traded away for draft picks you know it seems like right that's kind of what adams has done right being being built a culture around players that wanted to play for the bills that he thought was a good fit for the locker room. And that's what Adams is doing. So I just, maybe I'm a season away that I got to be a little bit more patient, but I I'm like holding out this hope and I'm doing maybe an unfair comparison, like of the 2017 bills team to this Sabres team coming up. Yeah, no, I see that. Um, Moving on here, some more news. I guess we can, we can stick on with the NHL draft coming up this Thursday. So I guess tomorrow, as you guys are listening to this, um, I don't know. I've just been kind of scrolling through Twitter and, and obviously seeing like the Anderson signing. And then, you know, I've talked about it before, but this past week, Kevin Fiala was dealt from Minnesota to the Kings. And so I kind of just want to touch on that for a little bit. I don't know if the Sabres were really involved at all during that, but he did go to the Kings for a first round pick and a defenseman prospect, Brock Faber, I believe it was his name. To me, that is something I would have given up if I was the Sabres. Again, I don't know if the Sabres were in the mix, but I would have given up one of our first round picks. And and I think the first round pick that the LA Kings gave up was around the 20th pick, right? If I'm not mistaken. So we probably could have, would have had to give up Vegas's pick, which was we have at 16. Mm-hmm. That being said, maybe him and Olofsson or him and, you know, some prospect that I don't know that the Sabres have yet or 
but it was just one player and a draft pick. I really like that deal for the Kings. I think Fiala is a stud, and I, and they got him at a I think like eight million dollar year, seven year extension. So they extended him right away. Obviously, that was going to be part of the whoever traded for him was going to try to get him long term because he was an RFA. Um, so I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but just you know, just me seeing that. I know I've been vocal about that over the past year or so. As soon as I kind of saw him as a as a guy that Minnesota wasn't going to be able to you know contain because of their cap issues. Um, and they didn't have much leverage, right? They couldn't probably get more than they did. You know, first round pick and a prospect, I think is pretty good, but I think that is something I would have been very, very happy with. I think there's Sabres fans out there that disagree with me on that. But to me, this guy's a 25, 26 year old stud that I think can be part of your core. Um, I would have pulled trig if the Sabres were in the mix for a first round pick and a player. That, that's just me. I don't know where you're at with that though. I just want to bring that up. No, I would have, I would have given that up too. The, the only thing that I can think of, um, because I hope I hope the Sabers are in the mix. I, I don't know because Kevin Adams has publicly stated that he wants to make all three of his first round picks this year. So maybe he thinks a little bit more highly of these draft picks than than I value Matt. Um, but I would have given up that Kings pick and like you said, like an Olsen. Well, maybe not an Olsen because he's kind of in the same situation as Fiala, where the the, the Wild would have to go sign yeah, they him. They probably again. wouldn't have wanted him anyway. So they probably want you know more of a prospect that is a little bit younger that you know doesn't have that big contract so i don't know what one of one of our prospects like uh i don't know if i'd be ready to get get rid of like a jack quinn or a turka at this time but um yeah i guess i guess the maybe like a portillo yeah well i guess now that i'm thinking about it i mean the guy that they did get was the defense this defenseman uh, so i don't know maybe a samuelson would have been an easy comparison which i you know maybe thinking about that i wouldn't want to do but I still like the idea of a pick and a player I think would, would have been good enough, but you know, I guess it is hard to, I guess, guess who it would have been. Yeah. I got to learn more about this prospect. They gave up like what, where he was in their farm system. Was he like, their he's best still in prospect? college. He was still in college. He was playing college hockey. Yeah. Before. But like for Minnesota, was he a first round draft pick? Like what? Like I think so. How, okay. So, so maybe it was like a Jack Quinn type prospect. Then maybe that's a little bit steep for me, but, bit. um, the thing is, though, that I was thinking of with, with this Fiala situation is that he is a restricted free agent right now. So I'm guessing the Kings were in talks with him, um, knowing that they're not going to be able to re-sign him based on their current cap structure, that they wanted to also send him to a spot that he was going to want to re-sign with, right? Because that would be kind of yeah. Well, that, the, move. the Kings, the Kings would not have made. They already re-signed. They already signed him. It was a, it was like a sign and trade type thing. Like they signed him as soon as the trade went through. That was part right, of but the that, deal. That was part of the deal, right? So yeah. Oh, if, the Sabers. If, yeah. if if the Sabers made the trade without a signing already in place, it would have been a terrible move. Well, that wouldn't never happen. You wouldn't make that trade. That's, so that's what, I'm, what saying. I'm saying. But I'm saying that Fiala might have said, like, I'm not, I'm not willing to sign in Buffalo. So that yeah. took them out of the yeah. We have no if, idea. Yeah, that's the one thing that um, is running through my mind. That you know, maybe Kevin Adams did make it an offer that was better than that Kings offer, but Fiala was just like, hey, I'm just not going to sign in Buffalo. I want to go to LA. So that kind of, you know, made the deal there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if you're comparing apples, to apples I would have made that, tra- I would have made the trade to sign Fiala for sure. Yeah. And just for some clarity on this guy, the uh, Brock Faber, who Minnesota got in return in the trade, he was a second round pick, uh, 45th overall plays for university of Minnesota the past couple of years. So he has Minnesota roots there too. Um, but he was a second rounder. So something comparable to the Sabres, I guess, if anybody wants to. Kind so of maybe like a, that. like a Ryan Johnson, cause he's like a defenseman right. for, that's yeah. playing for the and Minnesota. I would have right done that for sure. I think. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so there was that, uh, some other moves that I can't really think off the top of my head that went down, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like it is starting to heat up. Like I feel like Friedman and like these guys are really, you well, know, well, Nick Paul resigned in Tampa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nick Paul resigned in Tampa. They traded away McDonough. Um, so I think that was kind of a, a cap. Well, well, Nick them. Paul and, uh, Fiala, those were like your two guys this off season and they're already both off the table. Yeah, I was I was definitely more serious about Fiala because I think that would have added a lot more to the Sabers. I think Paul would have been great, but I think we have a lot. You know, he was. I was just more. I'm I'm more so like that guy more than you know. It would have been great for the Sabers. I think it would have been, but I will say he got a great. Tampa did a great job with him. That was a bargain. He's he's getting three mil a year for seven year extension. So I mean, I think he outplayed that contract in the playoffs alone. Um, and he's only like 27 years old. So yeah, I would have liked him. I don't know how it would have mixed in with the Sabers personnel. But yeah, Paul Fiala were definitely my my two favorites out there, um, but they're both gone off the market. But I but as I, as I was saying, I feel like I have seen a lot of stuff kind of heat up in terms of rumors. Um, I don't know if you follow the account NHL Rumors Daily, but I feel like that guy has more of a pulse on the market than Friedman and and um, Dragger and those guys. Like somehow this guy is always in the mix. I know last year he was always kind of hitting the nail on the head. He actually kind of scooped. Um, I mean, he didn't really make the prediction 100%, but he said, watch out for Mike Greer to be the GM of the Sharks. Like, I don't know where, who this guy is or what's his deal, but I just wanted to shout out him because I actually go to him more so than I, I trust him more maybe than a Friedman. Um, and I say that now just because I know that he was tweeting out about, you know, Johnny Goudreau, the big free agent on the market, about where he's going to go. He was saying maybe the Devils are looking at him. I know a lot of people are saying Philly because that's where he's from. But it'll just be exciting to see where all this stuff goes. And I think a lot of in the I guess the reason I'm saying all this is because I think a lot of this stuff kind of does mix up on the draft this year. And you know, when we were previewing the NFL NFL draft a few months ago or last month or whatever, I think our big preview was like, I think there could be a lot of trades like on draft day this year, like in round one. And there were like we kind of like hit that. Like that's why I was saying I was so excited for it was not because I knew the prospects or anything. I just thought there was going to be a lot to, that went down on draft night. And there obviously did, right, with A.J. Brown. And I think there were a few other things. I think it's similar to the NHL draft this year. I think that, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, there are a lot of teams that have come out and said they're trying to get back in the first round. Like, I mean, there's a lot of teams that have multiple first-round picks. So I think there could be a lot of stuff going down on draft day. Maybe not necessarily with the Sabres, but I, I think, like, low-key, there could be a lot more movement on you know, NHL draft day than there usually is. Usually with the NHL draft, I feel like there's not a ton of moving around. The, the teams just kind of stay in their spot and they pick their guys that are there available. Um, but that's just what I have, like a gut feeling just from what I've been seeing on Twitter and online about, um, you know, these teams that want picks back. So just, I guess, watch out for some movement in the in the first round on Thursday night. Um, I don't know. Did, did you have anything else or any see anything else that was going on, though? Um, some other some – other- Things I've seen from uh, I like I like the shout out to the charging buff. Um, oh yeah, they're a pretty good account. Some some notes that I saw from them. I, I mentioned Jack Campbell earlier. Uh, Lance Wasowski reported that he's not going to be an option in that for the Sabers. Um, per Elliot Friedman, the Sabers and Victor Olison are making progress on a contract extension. So I know that that was something that we talked about for a little bit towards the end of the year when Olsen was starting to heat up again. I know he had that scoring drought towards the middle of the year. And, you know, it's kind of been, I think it's kind of been 50, 50 in the fan base on whether they want to bring him back or not. Obviously the type of deal that he's going to sign is going to be huge depending on 
how it goes. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's earned a big contract yet. I would kind of be okay with another bridge deal like Darlene at a, obviously not paying him as much as Darlene, but like, you know, maybe a three year deal. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Olsen? Yeah, I'm right. I mean, I'm right there with you. If it's, if it's, it all comes down to the deal because I, you know, I've, I've always liked him. And during the, his scoring drought and before he kind of really like got, you know, going towards the end of the season again, I was always kind of in his corner. I think that he wasn't getting enough time on the PP one. They were using him on PP two a lot. Like he's a still, I think a top five power play guy in the league, which is, you know, might sound crazy to some people, but I think if you utilize him, right. Um, he can be very good. So I'm, I am all for bringing him back again, depends on the deal, but I, I would like to see him in a Sabres uni. Um, unless obviously it was, you know, I mentioned him in terms of the Fiala trade. We, you know, we kind of agree that he wouldn't have been the right piece, but if you're trading him for something like that, then like, I'm, you know, I'm okay to separate ways with him, but yeah, I'm sure I'm fine with him in a Sabres uni for the next couple of years and just see what, Mm -hmm. you know, what he can do. Um, What I was going to ask you though, is what you brought up before we started recording, you saw something on Mason Marchment. Yeah. The next, the next two that I was going to bring up here that I read from the charging Mm -hmm. buff um, per the fourth period, which I'm not super familiar about. I just did a quick Google. It looks like they're a hockey blog. Um, not sure how credible they are, like what their history is. So you might have to fact check this, but they reported that the Sabres have been linked to goaltender Vili Husso, who we've talked about uh, a little bit at the, at the end of last episode. And then the other thing is the Sabres have also been linked to forward Mason Marshmont, who played in uh, Florida last year looking at his hockey DB. So he's 27 years old. Um, He played bottom six, I believe for Florida. And he had a really, really nice year. I mean, he's been pretty much a career AHLer um, played in the, for the Toronto Marlies for a good portion of his career. Um, And then in 2020, 2021 uh, played in Florida for 33 games. Um, He, only had 10 points that year, but then last year he played 54 games for the Panthers, uh, scored 18 goals and 47 points. So he had 47 points in 54 games last year for the Panthers. So it's kind of like a weird breakout year, um, for a guy that's 27. So it's not like he's young. Um, he's been playing in the AHL since 2015. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could kind of go either way on this guy. I feel like, depending on what kind of contract you sign him at. Well, I, I don't know. It could be an up. I, I don't, I haven't watched him play to be honest. Like I haven't watched him play a, a ton. I mean, I've, I've definitely heard of him from the Panthers last year because of how good of a season they had last year. Um, I think he's kind of got a guy that would maybe be a better scoring Asplin type deal. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so he, yeah. So he's a UFA first of all. And then second of all, that, that Florida team had so much firepower that, you know, Reinhardt was playing on their third line. I think, I think Reinhardt played with Marchment for a lot of the year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I think they were, when I was watching them in the playoffs, they were playing a lot together. They're, they, you know, Declare was a guy that was playing on the fourth line. He was like healthy scratched, you know, for a couple of games in the playoffs. And I think he put up maybe close to 30 goals this year or this past year. So that Panthers team was just loaded. Um, now that might make you think a little bit differently about the situation that he was in and, you know, where he would really fit on the Sabres. Would he be playing top six minutes? Would he still be that third line role? I do like his game. I think he's a little bit, um, 
what I like about him is he, he, you know, he has that skill that you need on all four lines nowadays in the NHL, but I think he's still scrappy. He still gets in there and he's like kind of a grinder type guy that can still score. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a dad in the league, which doesn't really mean anything, but I think his dad was like very, very good in the NHL. Um, might be Brian Marchman. I don't know. Someone can fact check me on that, but this guy played 926 games in the NHL. And for some reason I remember, you know, it links that he had a dad in the league. Um, but yeah, 27 years old, played, played most of his games in the AHL so far. I didn't see that he was linked to them until you really saw linked to the Sabres until you really told me. Um, I guess it depends on the deal. I don't know. It's not something that would make me overly excited. I'll, I'll say that much. Like, I, I guess I would be okay with it because of the way he played in the playoffs. And, um, you know, he was part of that great team. But to me, it's not necessarily something that's at the top of my to-do list for the Sabres. And I don't know. Again, like if you're going to give this guy a long-term deal, like is he going to like is he going to be part of this core for the for the next seven, ten years that we think he can be part of it? Like, I guess those are the questions that you have to ask. Um, and I guess it all you know it always comes down to the deal and and what kind of money we're going to give him because you know we talked about this last week too, where sure you can throw around a lot of money for short term, but if you're signing these guys to long-term deals, you're going to have to you know think about Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krebs, like down the line. If you're giving Marchman, you know a a seven, eight year deal, you know, you got to watch out for that AAV. So um, I don't know, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, you, you brought up Billy Hughes. So again, like I'm in the same boat. I've always been saying like it to me, if you're signing a Billy Huso, like if I'm Billy Huso, he's, he's also 27 years old. I believe if I'm not mistaken, that guy's probably looking for a long-term deal too. So do you like, I, I don't know if the Sabres think that he's their goalie for the long term. To me, he hasn't shown enough. He he played in the playoffs, had a pretty good season for the Blues, played in the playoffs, played okay, and then he got yanked and Binkton, clearly the guy there now, right? Like he he had his chance to kind of step up, and he's a guy that I haven't seen enough of too. So to me, they're not going to sign Huso for a year. If they do, then different story. But that that guy to me is going to want a long term deal as well. I don't know what like you saw with him being linked, but that's kind of honestly a shocking one to me. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I could, I guess it depends on the contract, right? Like, I well, what did it say? Well, what did it say that he was linked? Just like that they're talking about. A, like, did it give any details on Huso and the Sabres? Like, did it say like he's looking for a long term deal? Like, what? It, did no, it, it just said that they've shown interest. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think any team's crazy. Like, if if Billy Huso ends up getting a four or five year deal, then good for Billy Huso because I that's what I I'm think, saying. I think that's kind of crazy if if you're going to go out on a limb and sign this guy after. I mean, he's he's basically the backup in in St. Louis, right? I mean, he had a couple good, he had a good stretch last year, and you know, came in for Bennington when he wasn't playing well. But I mean, Bennington was the guy there, so I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, that's all I really got on this NHL draft coming up, free agency um, should be interesting. I, I don't know, there are some you know big names out there this year. Um, again. I'm excited for, I really think that, you know, my, I guess you can call it my hot take of the episode is that, you know, watch for a little bit movement on Thursday night during this draft between teams trying to get in the first round, um, you know, see what assets are moved around. I don't know. I think that maybe some big moves could go down. That's just kind of like something that I, I don't have much background information on that, but just something that um, I've just been reading a lot about, you know, teams wanting to move, you know, during draft night. So we'll see if that happens. It could be interesting. Hey, we'll see if the Sabres keep all three picks. Right. Like, I mean, you know, regardless if there's going to be big moves or not, the fact of the matter is that as Sabres fans here, we're still sitting with three first round picks. What are we at? Nine, 16 and like 28. So we're yep. like all the way through the first round. Um, 
I don't know. It, you know, we, we say all the time, we're not huge like prospect guys, especially when it comes to hockey. I think more people are less prospect guys in hockey than football. Even, I mean, these guys come from all parts of the uh, world, you know, from different leagues. Uh, again, I guess if you want to check out the charging Buffalo's prospect guide, that's probably, you know, a pretty good resource for it. They do a good research there. I'll probably check that out too, just before the draft night. But, um, yeah, I guess just try to get better. If you're Kevin Adams, man, just, just get these guys and make the best pick you can possible. And we say it all the time, but drafting the NHL throwing darts on a dartboard, hoping a couple of them stick and hopefully they can add to this core that we have growing. So should be a nice night. We'll probably recap it. Um, on our next episode, that'll probably be a little bit more juicier in terms of the draft just to, you know, that's kind of where we really thrives the recaps more than the previews, but that's all I got on the NHL draft. Craig Anderson's Anderson signing, obviously. And then once again, congrats to Mike Greer getting the GM job in, uh, in San Jose. So I think that wraps it off unless you have any closing statements you want to make over there, Ethan. Are you going to watch the draft live? I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we got, since we got three picks, I'm going to be zoning. If I'm not, you know, watching it the whole entire time, if there's a Mets game on, I'll, you know, skip over to that, but I'm going to go back to see the Sabres picks. Absolutely. And I'll be, yeah. you know, I'll be scrolling on Twitter to see, you know, if there's any big moves that happens, as I said, that's kind of my prediction. So should be an interesting one to, you know, sit through. Yeah. Have you, so you haven't done your, your research on who you want them to draft yet or no? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> Did, I've been seeing anything. I've been seeing this Nekis guy. Um, I believe that's his name. No, that's the guy that plays for Carolina. Marty Natchez. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, I don't. I. 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 I've been seeing one guy that is getting linked to them a lot. Uh, Nazar. Is he a forward? Yeah. Frank okay. Nazar. What's his deal? Where is he from? What's what, what's his deal? Um, he's a U.S. development player, um, but he he just I've heard that he just like scores a lot. You know, he's just one of the fastest players on the ice. Um, he's a little bit smaller. He's 5'10", 180. But I mean, sounds like he's just like got insane puck skills and really really fast skater. So I'm all about could ne- yeah. Uh, he never plays, go- it says it says center or wing. So I also like that too. Yeah, you can never go wrong with speed nowadays. Um, real quick, actually, last thing I will say is I, I forgot there was one other thing I saw is Alex DeBrinket. Like uh, that's another reason why I said watch out on draft night for moves is because I know that he's mm-hmm. been talked about a lot about being moved from Chicago. I think the Devils were actually linked with him because I think the Devils have some first round picks as well. So I don't know, maybe he's on the move. I have no idea if the Sabers are in on him at all. He's obviously nasty, um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's a guy that gets moved on draft night for a couple first-rounders as well. So I've been seeing him, uh, um, his name out there as well. But, um, yeah, maybe this Nazar guy's the move. Like I said, you can't go wrong with speed. But to me, I didn't really do, you know, as much research. I usually do my research on draft night as the draft is going. <laughs> I also, I also kind of want them to go forward heavy. I know that we need a right-handed defenseman. I just don't think. And maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe you do draft a defenseman here and there, but I, I, I kind of just want them to go forward heavy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe that's not the right take, but that's, that's, that's my take. All right, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. Um, but all right, I think that wraps us up here. Episode 141. Thank you guys for listening in. Um, go bills, go Sabres as always. 
We will talk to you next week after the NHL draft and, you know, free agency is right around the corner as well. So we'll talk to you then, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. I've been laying low like a wolf, I know. I don't even care, you can't catch my type. I'm the type of kid that likes to be alone. You can always know when I'm on the fly. I've been in a waste of day. I think it's time for me to breathe. I'm not the type that would take. Yo, I got some doja. You can hit it if you wanna. She's the sweetest thing to me I've been sitting high on the roof, you know Focused on the goal, please don't waste my time I'm the type of kid who likes to be alone And only likes to smoke when the time is right So tell me how you like it